0: Thanks to words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight O Lord our strength and our Redeemer Amen Born a poor young country boy Mother nature's son. All day long I'm sitting singing songs beneath the sun Do do Well, Paul McCartney did it a little better, I seem to remember, on the, on the White Album, but a great wee song from Paul McCartney, uh, completely ruined there, but not to worry. Mother Nature, Mother Nature's son, the great Mother Earth, she suckles us at her breast, caring about the Earth, how it is with the world, what's happening to the world, is not just science, or politics, or economics. It's also spirit. Nature happens inside us, touches us deep inside us. You may have heard of the famous Dunbar boy, John Muir, who established the national parks in America. He said this, Keep close to nature's heart, and break clear away once in a while, and climb a mountain, or spend a week in the woods, Wash your spirit clean. He added, everybody needs beauty as well as bread. Places to play in and pray in. Where nature may heal and cheer and give strength to body and soul alike. The extent to which people are getting worried about what's happening to the world is ramping up global warming, climate change. Greta's tearful plea to the UN last week left no one in any doubt about the urgency of the situation and the impatience among young people as they watch for some meaningful response. And if you care about the world, it's not just about cataclysmic consequences if we get it wrong, if we get the mix wrong. It's about a relationship relationship. A spiritual bond, a belonging. The way the world can bless us. The capacity of nature in all its wonder and wildness to nourish the soul. We're connected. It's all connected. It suffers, we suffer. Its beauty makes us beautiful. And if you want a picture of how it can all go wrong with humanity... A metaphor for the mistakes and the mess-ups. Just look at those polluted rivers and those ravaged landscapes and the rape and pillage of nature and the burning forests of the Amazon. The Native American Indians have a saying, when we Indians kill meat, we eat it all up. When we dig roots, we make little holes. When we build houses, we make little holes We don't ruin things, we shake down acorns and pine nuts We don't chop down the trees We only use dead wood But the white people plough up the ground Pull down the trees, kill everything The white people pay no attention How can the spirit of the earth like the white man Everywhere the white man has touched it it is sore. We know how wonderful nature can be. A sunset over the western isles in bonnie Scotland. Or you stand on the top of a mountain and breathe in the air and you look and you look and you feel things. The spiritual surge that's enjoyed by a climber when they get to the top and there's a vista as far as the eye can see. Sheer, utter soul drenching beauty people sometimes like to suggest that you're closer to God there than in the pew, in the church who needs churches when we have mountains they say we can worship fine there above the clouds with the sun on our face but is that what's really happening up there? it's certainly something special But we have to ask honestly if it's worship of the divine or just feeling nice about a great view. How good it is to be alive on a day like this, in such a place. But it's different when you say, wow, what a view, to when you say, here I am Lord, send me. Of course for some kinds of religion, nature is the only Bible they have. Being close to nature is a a sensual expression of something spiritual. It's not merely in the mind, it's about feelings not words. And you know, you can understand why people prefer that because once you start using words, you end up with disputation and controversy and schism and creeds and dogmas. But when you're standing beside a redwood tree or a cascading waterfall, instead of it being divisive and controversial it's just a moment unifying, healing and we savour such moments we feel the touch of the the sacred, the mystical, the numinous generated by almost sacred places that offer that heightened experience that we don't often give ourselves time to enjoy We spend a lot of time going to a place called Loch Melfort on the west of Scotland. And on a beautiful spring Sunday morning, fresh and clear, we head off to the little church where a handful of people gather for worship. And people might well ask where would you rather be on Sunday morning, watching a sparkling waterfall? Or sitting in a stuffy church on a hard pew, listening to a boring sermon and being overwhelmed by the odour of mothballs, polish and sanctity. There are special places where seekers of spiritual energy can find that. And sometimes a sense of history helps, heightens that spiritual edge. Like being here in this ancient church and recalling those giants of the faith who made this very place their spiritual home and filled it with their songs and their prayers and we're part of that story, part of that quest. Maybe it's about individuals bringing their meaning with them. Maybe you have to bring that openness to the approach of the spirit, take a place like Lourdes, thousands of people go there, and because of that spiritual energy, it does become a special place, an opportunity for spiritual awakening and reawakening. call it peer group pressure, call it crowd mentality, or just the power of a whole vast throng of believers. Praying their heart out. Generating a a spiritual energy that is almost tangible. And is certainly infectious. A happening place. Or if you set your mind to going on the the great walk, the Camino to Santiago de Compostelo. You've kind of put down a marker. You've said, I'm going here whether for secular reasons, personal reasons, spiritual reasons, but I'm setting my face to make this walk and something might happen here that changes my life when we set our mind to it. It's a bit like when people go to to watch a comedian. They fade money up front, they're sat there in the audience, and they're kind of saying, I'm ready now, I'm open to it, make me laugh, I want you to make me laugh. That's why I'm here. When we open ourselves to the approach of the spiritual. When we show a commitment to getting beyond the nuts and bolts and the ordinariness and the trivial and the shallow and say there's more going on here and I want it to reach me and be part of my story. But is spirituality just about me and and my needs and my self discovery? all the great world faiths challenge us to have a spirituality that cashes out in how we deal with the world and other people practical outcomes it's not just about feeling good about your aura it's not just about looking at a lake view and saying this is great, i not I lucky it's about making the distinction between feeling good loving the open air appreciating the beauty of nature, caring about this conserving of the environment. And that other thing, encountering God, an encounter that happens on his terms, not our terms, brings his will into focus. As he approaches our hearts, in that moment of spiritual openness and touches our life with his inconvenient truth. And when he says, I'm here with you in this moment, take me with you when you go,